0: You may recall in the previous episode I showed you how to create some semi-static pages using a page model and then just displaying the content into here. It's almost like a mini content management system. And this is really great for displaying semi-static content where once you edit a page you don't want the content to change at all. But what happens if you want to add some semi-dynamic content into here as well? Uh, For example, let's say we want to add a list of products which are generated from the database into the middle of this about us page. Well, that's somewhat difficult because right now if we edit this content, we're editing a page model here and we want to add some dynamic content in the middle of the text block into here. And we could do that with a template language, but we don't want to give them access to Ruby. So we can't just use uh, plain old ERB because that's somewhat dangerous. If whoever's editing this page has access to Ruby, they can do a lot of bad stuff. So instead we want to give them a safe environment where they can add some dynamic content into here and we can do that with a template language called liquid let me show you probably the best place to get started in learning about liquid is on their wiki page on their github project so uh, as you can see here there's information about liquid for designers and programmers let's check out designers first because this is actually really useful information in understanding how the liquid template language works uh, notice there's, it's somewhat similar to ERB in the fact that there's two different kinds of tags. There's one for outputting content, and then there's one for just processing content, let's say in a loop or something. So I'm not going to go into detail on how the language works. Uh, I'll leave it up to you to see the documentation, and I'll post links in the show notes. The first thing we need to do is install the gem into our Rails project. Um, in our environment file, we can just add config gem liquid and then to install the gem just run the rake gems install command in your rails project that will install liquid if you don't have it already now if we check out the liquid for programmers page on the wiki you can see exactly how to actually parse and render out the template language and so i'm just going to rend- to copy these two lines to parse a string of content with the uh, liquid tags in it and then render it with passing some variables into uh, the the template. So I'll copy these and let's try it in IRB. Because Let's try pasting that into the console of our Rails application. And then it's a lot of text here, but if you notice, the final output is Hi Toby. And that's what we want because the content is Hi with name as the tag, and then we set the variable name to Toby. So that's really great, but how do we do something a little more complex where we want to input other variables in here instead of just strings, like actual objects in here which we can call methods on. So let me first fetch a category. And a category has a name, in this case it's electronics, and let's say that's what we want to output in our uh, template language. And so let's basically do the same thing we had before except in this time let's call category.name as our template. And then we need to render that and pass in our variables in here. So we'll say our category is our category. And then we get a, an error message here saying basically it's an undefined method to liquid on our category model. And whenever you see this is basically meaning that category, this object here, isn't really designed to work with the liquid liquid template language. So we basically need to Um, set it up so that category can be used in a liquid template and we can specify exactly what methods can be used in there as well so here's our category model where we need to define exactly what we can use inside of our liquid template now there's a couple different ways to do this one way is to manually define that to liquid method that you saw and then return an object which is designed to work inside of a liquid template this is called a liquid drop However, it's kind of a lot of work to set this up, and in this case, we can do something much simpler because we already have a method called name on our category model. We don't have to set up a custom class to do this. Instead, we can just call liquid methods, and this will basically generate a drop on the fly and pass it using that to Liquid method, uh, d- gen- dynamically generate that as well. So we can basically specify what methods we want to be able to call in our liquid template through this so here we could just say we want to call name on our liquid template and let's try that out okay so back in the console let's reload here again and then we can basically do the same thing by first fetching a category and then creating a liquid template and parsing that with the category name and then we call render on the template with passing the categories a variable and now we get what we expect with high electronics because basically we gave access uh, to the name variable inside of liquid templates using that liquid attributes or liquid method, sorry, uh, method in our model. All right, so now let's take what we know and apply it to actual our actual Rails application and add a dynamic list of products in the middle of this About Us page. So first I'm just going to edit this page and treat it as if we have liquid enabled and just so we get an idea of what exactly we need to give liquid access to so i'm just going to edit this in TextMate first uh, so that it's a little cleaner instead of dealing with a little text field instead of safari okay so in the middle of this page we want to um loop through some products first so we can say for product and products just a simple for loop and we can end that and then inside of here we want to uh, let's say display the product name and uh, the price as well. And let's display the category name too for the product. Now the, um, this content in here, if we interpret the liquid template first and then we can textilize it, that means we can put textile content into here if we want. So we can say, make this part bold. And that way, uh, Textile will properly interpret that. Okay, so let's try this out. Um, There's actually one more thing I want to do here real quick. And that is to deal with this products variable. So this is really the only variable we need to pass into our template. However, we don't want to use this products variable on every single page. Instead, because we don't want to have to load the products on every other page except the About Us page. So instead, it's better to go through an object which you already have access to in this case, I'll just call page dot products. And this way, we just pass in the page object into this template when we render uh, the liquid template. And that way, we can call products through this. And that way, only the products will be fetched from the database when we need to on the specific page, not every other page. All right, so let's save this content. And then we can just submit it into our field in here. And now this is... um just insert it as text directly into here. It's not very pretty. So what we want to do is have this go through the liquid template parser and pass it the page object so it knows how to work with these. But first we need to give all of our objects, tell it what ad- or what methods the liquid template can use. So let's do that first. Alright, so let's start inside of our page model because remember we're passing that into our liquid template and we need to call page.products into here. So let's add our products method and just I'll just have it return all products for now. And um, let's set this up as a liquid method so that it can call products inside of our liquid template. We also need to set up a few liquid methods in our product as well. So let's say liquid methods, Uh, let's set up a, a price or a name, a price, and the category, which is an association, and it will just return the category model, which it belongs to, And then since I've already set up a liquid method of name on that, we can call name on our category model, which it returns. Okay, now the last thing we need to do is inside of our show page for our product model and have it interpret this page content as a liquid template. So we want to do this inside of our red cloth so red cloth is interpreted afterwards. Um, We can just call liquid template, same as in the console where we just parse it. And we just call render on our template. And pass it any kind of variables we want to give the template, so we can say um, render page, which will be this page. Okay, so let's try that. All right, so back in our browser, let's try reloading this page. And well it almost works, it has our Liquid template part worked, where it actually interpreted our products and looped through them and displayed them. However, our textile isn't working. It's not interpreting this as bold, and it's not adding the paragraph tags. So the problem with this is actually in how we made our template because I added a couple spaces here and uh, it just so happens that Redcloth doesn't like that. So if you're ever interpreting textile, make sure that you don't add your tabs or whatever. And then it works. So it's just a little gotcha there to be aware of. Now it would be nice if our prices were displayed properly with a dollar sign and two digits always at the end. And we can do this with what's called a filter, which basically takes a bit of text and interprets it some other way and modifies it. So let me create that. First, I'm just going to edit this page here and show you exactly what a filter looks like in liquid templates. Um, So what you do is you take the value and then you pass a pipe to it and then just give it the name of a filter. So in this case, I'll call it currency. And this will actually take our price, pass it into the currency filter method and then actually display whatever the currency method outputs. So let me show you how to make this currency filter. Now the way you create a filter is basically just a simple module. So we can just create a module inside of our lib directory. Um, I'll just call it liquid filters and just make your module in here. Now you can get more fancy with um, making multiple modules if you have a lot of filters and maybe even making your own app filters directory to put them in, but here I think this approach works fine for most sites. So in here, we wanna call make a method called currency, which is the name of our filter, and then have it just take some arguments, and this is just actually one argument, which is the price, and that's the value which is passed to this through the pipe. And in here we wanna format it the way we want, so uh, we'll just add a dollar sign and two decimal places and then just pass the price in there. So this will return a well-formatted price. However, we're not done yet. We still need to tell Liquid to use our module that we made as a filter. And we do that or we define our uh, render option here. But this whole line here is getting very messy, so I'd prefer to clean this up and just pass this into a, a helper method. And so we can do that. Um, let's just call it liquidize and then just pass the content that we want to liquidate, and then some arguments that will be passed as variables into there. So now we need to make this liquidize helper method in our application helper, and then have it take um, the content and then some uh, arguments. And basically just interpret this here. Okay, so now that we got that a little bit cleaner, I can show you how to pass filters into here. And basically, our render option takes two hashes. One is just the arguments which you see here, and the second is sort of options and we can specify filters and um tell it what filters to use. So in this case, I'm just going to use the liquid filters. Okay, so let's um, save these two and try it out. So now when we reload our page here, it works. Great. Now our prices are well formatted. However, this little currency filter we made is not fully complete. For example, our prices which go into the thousands place don't really have commas separating them. It'd be nice if we did and we could add that if we want to, but that's getting a little more complicated. And actually, Rails already has a method called number2currency, which does all this magic for us. So why are we trying to reduplicate all this logic? Let's just use Rails's method. Now, it just so happens that Rails's uh, currency method is inside of its own module, which we can include directly into here to turn those into filters. So let's just include uh, the action view helpers Number helper module, and that's where our number to currency method is. And then those methods in there will all become filters. Now I still prefer to go through our currency method here so that way we can customize any arguments we need, may need to on that other number to currency method. Um, so I'll just call number to currency price and just pass that in, and that will return a well formatted price so we don't have to duplicate all of that logic into here. Now let's try that out, reload this page, and magically added a comma in there because it's using Rails' smart, uh, more logical method. So that's pretty much all I have time to cover on Liquid in this episode, but there's a lot more to it. Uh, I'll refer to you to the documentation as I mentioned at the wiki page, but there's also the rdoc documentation. And here's a quick tip if you want to access that. Just start gem server. And this will actually start up a server where you can go to access the rdoc information here at localhost port 8808. Then when you go to that URL, you can get something like this, where you can just click on your gem, check out the Rdocs, and then there you go. Here's some documentation for it. So just a a quick way to get to some Rdocs from your local host and so you don't have to go to the, the website. If you've enjoyed Railscast so far, I encourage you to check out my series on Everyday Active Record. I just released a new episode titled Using Callbacks. It's just $5 for half an hour. So um, if you'd like to learn more about how to use callbacks in ActiveRecord, just check that out at pragmatic.tv. This episode is sponsored by Pragmatic Screencasts. There you will find high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv.